0: Hey, welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. Your host, Sal Interdonado here. The Black Knight Nation podcast is brought to you by Higher Echelon, a company run by Joe Ross, who's a former Army fullback, former Army assistant coach, former Army officer, a guest on the Black Knight Nation podcast. Check out our YouTube channel. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's where you can get the latest in our guests. We had um, a bunch of people on lately. More Army coaches with Joe Aberici, um, Michelle Tamulo, the um, Army women's lacrosse coach, was also on there. Uh, Ray Stiff, former Army cornerback, was recently on the podcast, so we appreciate everybody subscribing, liking. Uh, Check out Black Eye Nation's website. Just wrote a story um, updating who in the 2023 class is going direct, who's going to Army prep, and of course, we have the latest on Andre Carter signing as a free agent with the Vikings, and that's what we're going to talk about here today with Steve Anderson and Justin Schaff. Guys, really appreciate you coming on tonight. Steve? The the day ones are back. So let, 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 let's talk some army football.
1: Yeah, no, it's uh it's good. It's always it's always the beginning of you know football season when you have the draft, you know. So um, but yeah, Justin, always good seeing your brother. Thanks for joining us tonight. Um, yeah, a little surprising uh for the draft. I think everybody was kind of shocked. I know there were some some things around, you know, Carter with his with his injuries and obviously, you know you hate to bring politics into, into things, but you know, obviously politics is what drove a lot of this stuff. So, um, but you know, really glad to see, I mean, it must've been what, two hours after the draft, maybe a little less, a little less less than two hours. I got the alert that um, he had signed with the Vikings. So in my heart of hearts, I want to believe, Andre Carter was not sitting there waiting for his name to call name to be called. I I hope he didn't have to go through that. Um, kind of like, uh, old Levis from, uh, from Kentucky. Um, but yeah, you know, you you just kind of hope that young man kind of had some expectation management from some of the teams. Uh, and obviously the Vikings were, 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 were talking to him and, um, you know, but, you know, the guy's going to get a shot, um, and boy, does he have the frame for the NFL. Let's just, uh, you know, I'm rooting for the guy.
0: Yeah, we have Justin Schaaf Justin was a former scout for the Falcons to provide kind of the NFL perspective here. And, uh, Justin, you know, as, as a part of the Army Football Brotherhood, too, you know, maybe following this yesterday and maybe not seeing his name come up uh, in, as, as far as being picked, did you have any thoughts yesterday about – Any feelings or thoughts about that?
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, Again, thanks, guys, for having me on. I'm really honored to be here uh, and kind of riff with you. Um, And, yeah, definitely was watching intently there, uh, especially uh, day three, you know, knowing that, you know, hadn't come off there days one and two. You know, this was going to be his time. And, uh, you know, there's just such scrutiny when you go through the process. You know, every single one of these guys um, who have, through can attest to it you know uh caleb elijah um you know I'm, i know i'm forgetting others right but you know when you go through the process it's very very detailed very in-depth um and the risk tolerance in utter candor is just minimal you know and uh when there is you know and andre knows this and it's not a secret in this brotherhood kind of you know with some of the back stuff like that's that's going to be It's going to make teams like, man, you know, I don't don't know what um, risk we can assume there. Um, But back to Steve's point, um, you know, aside from the the medical and um, what have you, you know, to get signed as quickly as he did uh, should be hopefully the confirmation for him that there are teams that believe in him. And, you know, he's going to an incredible scheme with a fantastic coach and Coach Flores like, you know, he'll fit really nicely uh, into what he likes to do with those edge rushers. Um, Minnesota as well, great culture. Um, coach O'Connell is building something really special there. Our very own coach Kotwika can you know, speak to that from having coached with him before, um, not only in Minnesota, but in other places. Uh, you know, uh, th- there's, if I'm Andre, if I had a chance to be in Andre Carter's ear right now, I'd tell the young man, like, uh, the work starts now. And you have an incredible opportunity to do something really special and uh, just prove it like you already have, you know, throughout your entire journey.
0: Yeah, good advice. I'm, I was thinking about this today. Um, yeah, I had a long time to think about, you know, see, we talked about a little bit like so I'm, I'm at home sitting on the couch watching a draft most of the day. It's raining up here in the northeast, you know, all day long. And I have just, you know, My wife and daughter are watching it too. And we're just waiting for Andre's name to come in. And I had a chance to talk to him briefly on the phone on Friday. That was before the second round. Um, And he said he had a lot of family over nieces, nephews, cousins, just waiting for that moment. And like you said, I don't know if like, it's gotta be, I, I was getting excited, like trying to, trying to pick out, okay, the Giants, have brought him in the Giants have a lot of you know interest in them. okay the Broncos with Kotwika you know the Steelers with Mike Sullivan X army you know I'm trying to i am seeing these guys go back my Cardinals I'm like oops they took an edge rusher in the second round they're probably not gonna take another one in the draft you know so trying to see where he might possibly land and then before you know it the draft's over so I don't know how like man I, I was like all getting up anxious I, I just you know I don't know if we'll ever know, but wondering what it's what it was like for him. I felt really bad. You know, felt I know it was a tough day in Texas with Andre
1: Carter. And I think man. the um, you know, and I don't know, obviously you could have more precise goals than other, but I think as a kid, your goal is to, you know, play in the NFL. You know, I I know we hear stories about, you know, I want to get drafted into the NFL or I will you know, some guy, you know, we've heard some players say I want to be the number one draft pick in the NFL that, that have accomplished that. Um, and I, you know, I kind of, you know, as, as, uh, an external big brother, the guy is going to get to live his dream and get a chance to play in the NFL. And I think at the end of the day, other than maybe pride, he's going to get what at the end state, right. Um, and and get a chance to, to show what he can do. And, um, you know, there's a there's always a risk um, taking an academy guy, right? There's a risk where policy can change, and even though the policy right now states that he's good to go, we are we are we are one ally doing the wrong thing to Russia or China or whatever, where they're like, hey, we need everybody we can get, and um, you know, Andre Carter may not be playing next year. So there's always a risk there um, when you take an Academy guy Um, and I'm sure there's, you know, there's all types of waivers and stuff. And, you know, the best thing that I think is at the end of the day, army football player is going to be entering the NFL again, another season where we're going to put somebody in the league right out of the Academy. And obviously that'll dwindle with the change in policy, but um it's good for recruiting. It's good for the military. It's good for the NFL. Um, everybody wins, and just really excited to watch Andre. I, honestly, what I'm really excited about is seeing Army football player six seven two sixty Andre Carter, and then seeing Minnesota Viking six seven two sixty Andre Carter. If you know what I mean, like there, it's yeah. gonna there's gonna be some growth there as he be, you know continues to mature. And uh, just really excited. I mean, it's, it's always exciting when, you know, a guy, you know, it's not only the team that you follow, but a guy, you know, you hope, you know, he's a great, great, great young man. So,
2: And, and I, if, if I could, I'm just going to circle back just to say mm-hmm. Steve spot on, nailed it with the risk. You know, that's just something that teams are going to be going through in their process, thinking through like, you know, the investment that you're making there. Um, You know, you have to take that into account in the decision-making process. And Sal, you know, circling back to something you said, it just hit me like a ton of bricks with, you know, the realistic agony that was taking place there um, throughout all three days waiting for that call. But to try and, you know, use some of our Center for Enhanced Performance thought and inversing the approach here, like, the young man got to choose what team he wanted to play for. Because how this process works is once that mr relevant pick is in and the draft has concluded it is everyone blowing up your phone so instead of getting one call he got 32 calls and um you know i i think just trying to find solace again figuring out any way to to reach andre here you know like there were 32 teams that um when the draft closed wanted your services and you got to pick the one that you know is going to be a good home for you and uh, you're going to do great things. And Steve nailed it as well. You know, it's a phenomenal uh, example of the talent pool that the academy is churning out. And, you know, even with this change in policy, you know, there are still going to be very talented uh, football players that don the black and gold that are going to be, you know, have the abilities uh, to take their talents and play on Sunday. So,
1: yeah, I always, I always, you know, I ask my buddies that are around Army football quite a bit, like, hey, man, does. Does not having NIL deals hurt us recruiting? Does not – now that the policy changes, you, you know, guys not being able to go straight to the league, is that, is that hurting our recruiting? And um, honestly, you know, the feedback I get is, like, they might lose one or two guys on their board from that. It's not a huge hit um, because how they kind of combat the NIL thing is you've got a guaranteed job when you graduate making pretty good money, not just take home money, but benefits and all that stuff. So yeah, you might lose out on the NIL um, deals. The I, you know, they, you know, all you hear is the NIL deals that are huge. You know, you don't hear about the, you know, the your average run of the muck guy getting the NIL deal. So, um, you know, they, you know, one or two guys to the NIL, probably one or two guys to, um maybe this policy change but at the end of the day um you know like justin mentioned you know you go back to the center for enhanced performance right (laughs) yeah yeah, and you um you know you just work through it that way so it's um it'll be interesting to see I, i mean sal you may know and justin you may know too i mean how many other academy football players were on any kind of board this year was there anybody from Air Force, Navy, Coastal, or I mean, uh, um, in the any other academies? You know, those are the three, the main yeah, three, the
0: main ones. Yes,
1: I'm um, not sure, and, and you know, there could have been a gentleman's agreement, like, hey, you know, and, and I don't know, you know, Justin might know more than us how many, how much teams talk to other teams about, you know, not necessarily draft strategy, but like this is a huge thing. Like, are we going to continue to draft Academy guys when, you know, there's so much risk involved? I mean, when you talk about risk, right, Justin, you know, the NFL, not for long. I mean, that's, that's, that's a real, uh, you know, playoff of the national football league. It's not for long. Um, You know, I remember that was, that was one of the first texts you sent me after I was like, Hey man, how's it going? You're like, well, the NFL is not for long. (laughs) it's it's,
2: that's uh it's definitely what it is um and honest to goodness uh you know i I think with the policy change you know you're just going to see evaluation go back to how it was when um you know ollie josh and everybody was playing colin you know that era of talent it was it's going to be the um understanding of okay yeah, this, he he is going to be pushed two years to the right in a draft class. And um, hmm. you're just going to wait to show up to Norman, Oklahoma, and see Popeye the sailor with massive biceps and Colin Mooney there, yeah. you know, just banging him out. Like, that's what you're going to be, uh, you know, keeping your keeping your database uh, current. And, um, yeah, it's, um, it's a shame, especially, you know, when, you know, there's an opportunity for these guys to be able to, really uh, fine tune their development um when they're still playing the game you know I, i'm sure um you know colin josh um you know ollie like uh you know steve even you can uh, you know attest to it have made a run at it you know like not being out there on the grass actually even if it's seven on seven um like to not have that repetition uh it uh you know you, you lose it becomes perishable right so um, yeah,
1: you also, you know, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it, it continues to evolve, you know, now that we've got the ACFT versus the APFT, but PT wasn't exactly, you know, equivalent to football drills. You know, you could do that in some aspects, um, but you lose kind of that step. You know, I, I know I never got, I never got my first step back after Ranger school. I just never, never did. I trained for six months, never, never could get it. Um, and I'll never, I'll, <laughs> I'll never forget, me and Coach Kawika we could talk. And I was, you know, he was with the Redskins at the time. And I was like, hey, do you think there's a chance? And he's like, he's like, there's certain, you know, the way Coach K talks. But basically, he was like, you can't deviate from, like, the analytics too far, Steve. Okay? <laughs> and it's, it's, it's just like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But anyway, back to, back to this whole thing. You know, very, 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 um, you know, glad to see Andre. Great opportunity, like Justin said. I mean, I think he's got a great opportunity to go in there, make an impact, um, and and make things happen. So um, I, I do – it is going to be interesting to see, um, you know, how, how this all works out because, you know, he's still got to graduate, you know, um, and it's so funny. I always, I always, I always joke about this because it's like almost in every military school you can graduate early if you got something else to do. You know, like I graduated early from the captain's career course because they wanted to send me to a a different assignment. It's like, let the what, what's he got to do? You want let him take his teas next week? Let him go. You know, <laughs> give him the give him the forty six month experience. All right, May's not that important. <laughs> Just a couple things. Um.
0: If you guys are, if you're watching right now and you have any comments, please send them in to us. Um, want to say something on the policy change, right? A couple, um, I guess about a month ago, I had a former Secretary of the Army, Ryan McCarthy, on this podcast. And he said that basically every year, this is going to be in the news every year, that they're going to go over, there's a committee that goes over, um, I guess, what the Army's agenda is or what they policies and that kind of stuff and what they want to do. Um, now is kind of their planning period in from like March to May in the summer, they'll talk about it more. So he was under the impression that the Congress people, two that he talked to, maybe three, want to keep it, we're all for keeping it the way it is. So we'll have to see. Now that could change, that could have changed yesterday, that could have changed a week ago, that could have changed, that might change over the summer. But we just don't the, – the, I guess the thing is, Justin, we just – and see, we just really don't know what it's going to be. It's not specifically set in stone that it's going to um, be – go back to 2019 yet. But it by December, you kind of know this came up before the Army-Navy game, right? This, the news came out that Andre – hey, all of a sudden, Andre Carter may not be able to go directly to the NFL or Navy or Air Force guys. Um, Brad Roberts, um, Air Force's fullback. Yesterday it was Adam Schefter one of the main draft guys was saying hey he just got permission yesterday to pursue an NFL team from the Air Force. And it's all Steve it's all chain of command stuff right Justin's all chain of command stuff sometimes then and so he is getting a tryout Brad Roberts the Air Force fullback is going to getting a rookie invite to the Commanders uh, rookie rookie camp. So he'll he'll get a shot. And so it's not set in stone yet about going back to 2019 and um, but after yesterday you think it almost is because I mean God he should have got to me there's no way you go from a a preseason first round mock draft pick to not being picked I don't really care what your medical is Um, he has the he has the ability to me um, he has the ability right to me it's something bigger than that for him to completely drop off and not be drafted. It has yes. to be,
1: you it, know. It, it just goes back to what Justin says. I mean, it, I mean, this is not, this is, it's, you know, and Justin can talk about this, and we've talked about it. This is not just the game of football, okay? This is a billion, trillion dollar business. And every decision they make is either going to be your job or, it, it, I mean, you listen to the wrong guy and, and you're not a well, you know, well established person within the even if you are well established and somebody thinks you're not the right fit based off of something like bro, it's like I ain't got time. Like I'll pay you a salary. You know how many people in the NFL are not even in the NFL getting paid by the NFL because they get fired. I mean it's I think the Browns are still paying like seven coaches. I don't even know at this point. But like um uh, you know and uh you know, anyway, back to your point about the pot. Yes, that's the other great thing about the Army, right? It just requires the right signature. Mm-hmm. That's it. Anything yeah. you want to do, at least in, in my experience, anything you want to do in the military just requires the right signature from the right person. Yeah. Right? Anything. Right? You want to get out of the Army tomorrow? Okay. I'll just go get the, I. you know, just have to go find the right person to sign and you're out of the Army. It, it'll happen. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not, you know if guys that want to get the shots, but we're talking about here's my thing is we're talking about what we're talking about what maybe three people out of every sport, you know, six people total out of every Academy, out of every sport, they're going to get a chance to go pro that have that ability. Um, And that's probably the most frustrating thing. It's not like you're not taking half of West point cadets and they're going pro, right? Like, we're not losing all of our lacrosse, you know, maybe lacrosse. Our lacrosse seems pretty good. Yeah, um, they're decent. Yeah. But um, anyway. Look, I had so, a question for I, Justin I, real quick,
0: real quick, um, uh, from, from a, a team's perspective. How big of a difference is it if you, are, you draft somebody in the seventh round compared – to signing him as an undrafted free agent. I know there's some guaranteed money there, but is it that big of a deal where a team couldn't extend an olive branch out to Andre Carter just for him to have that moment and be an NFL draft pick yesterday in the seventh round? That seventh round pick was so valuable to them that they had to spend it on a guy that, with all due respect, Andre Carter. Steve, to me, Andre Carter watching tape and seeing some of the tape of these guys, just real briefly, Justin, not professionally at all, not a professional scout, but he's better than most of these guys that got drafted in the sixth or seventh round, in my in my opinion. It's I don't think it's biased. Somebody said I was drinking the Kool-Aid yesterday, you know, when I said how could Stetson Bennett get drafted
1: before Andre Carter? As far as
0: (laughs) talent wise, talent-wise, you know not as far as the winner.
1: I mean that's a little Kool-Aid Sal. That's a little Kool-Aid.
0: You think that's Kool-Aid? I mean, but as far as projecting into the NFL. Stetson Bennett's more of an NFL prospect than Andre Carter?
2: Uh, Sal, he won two national championships back to back. I'm aware. I mean, so, like, so he, you know, he, even, but I, I, I get what cool. you're saying. Yeah. But so, but I, I, Sal, I absolutely get where you're coming from because, you know, the, the kids got measurables and ev- it was consensus across the board. That 21 tape was just off the charts. It was him and Will Anderson. That was what. You know, was um, discussions there heading into the twenty twenty two season, and um you know, this is just the nature of um, the NFL. Everything gets put more and more and more under a mic a microscope. It's just like the bigger the bigger the spotlight, the bigger the lens capture, the tighter it gets, and the more you start to nitpick because those uh top picks are so so precious and are so heavily scrutinized all of a sudden like everything starts not so much coming out of the woodwork but it begins to to add up and what i think uh we all i think are a consensus on this what really uh breaks your heart for you know andre is you know the uncertainty of our department of defense on what his services are going to be to the team right um (laughs) because at the end of the day you have to have that certainty that uh, the individual you've selected that you have brought into your team is going to be able to show up on Sunday. If that's your healthy, if you're not arrested and off the field, or if you're not having to be pulled to go into service for the United States yeah. army, like there has to be that certainty that yeah. this individual is going to show up for you on Sunday.
1: And I think it's just like, you know, I, I think there's just, uh, uh, Justin said at risk, right? There's less risk taking a guy that has no service, you know, commitment or whatever. And, you know, it was like, say they say a team takes a draft pick, right? Uses a draft pick on him. And then the army comes out or the military comes out and says, hey, you know, sorry, we're going to change this for real this time. And he's going to be heading to Bulak here in two weeks. Right. I mean, it happened to Caleb. It happened to Caleb. Like it's it wasn't that long ago. That Caleb was drafted in the seventh round by the Detroit Lions. Fifteen years. Was yeah. signing his contract that day, where he got a phone call saying, "Hey, you got to go to Bullock." <laughs> you know, it wasn't that long ago. And
2: um, and and, see, I'm so glad you brought it up. I was trying to tiptoe around it, but that that stays in the back of NFL decision makers' yeah. head. You know, yeah. they no, hmm. oh, absolutely, because there's okay. still guys that are in uh, front offices that were there for that, that were on Matt Millen's staff, that would have. Made that selection. Give the feel-good story. Oh my gosh, there he is! He's right up the street from Radio City Music Hall. This is going to be incredible. Mm-hmm. And like, then he's wasted a pick. And like, what you know, wasting picks are the uh, the end-all, be-all for you know roster construction. I was going
0: to um, say there's a little bit of ironing here here in the NFL in the draft yesterday, right? Um, so in the sixth round. Uh, Titus Leo of Wagner, an edge rusher, got drafted, uh, I believe, by the Colts. And uh, Titus Leo was at the Army Pro Day. Uh, that uh, he, he attended Army Pro Day at West Point, and there were wow 30, There were twenty-seven teams up there to see who, to see who, Andre Carter, right? For the most part, to see Andre Carter. So uh, Titus Leo got a look from twenty-seven teams. And apparently he, he did what he's, I think he's the Northeast conference defensive player of the year for Wagner. But uh, I don't know if he sent um Andre a thank you text after he got drafted yesterday, but I mean, I don't know if that happens. If, you know, all those, all those scouts aren't there watching Carter and, you know, the other army players that were at the combine. I thought that that was a little irony um, from yesterday. I, I don't know. I just like yeah. somebody from the army pro day got drafted, you know? So,
1: yeah. I go back to, you know, and just reiterate it again. Uh, The best ability is availability. I was told that since I was 11 years old. Um, And when your availability starts to become in judgment, right? I mean, he missed games this year. Um, Uncertainty of the policy. It's just like. You know, let's just give him a call after the draft. You know, let's not let's not waste a draft pick. Let's just give him a call afterwards, see if he's you know if he's okay with playing for us. If he's not a draft pick, which you know most most guys would say yes, that's a no brainer. So, um, it, look, we're all de- beating a dead horse here, right? Uh, it's just you know we all wanted to see him get drafted because he deserved to get drafted for you know the way he's played in in in, in um you know 2021 and last year. Um, but as Justin has, you know, this is how quick it can happen. Preseason, and you can have you know a couple nagging injuries and and some policy change, <laughs> and you can uh, you can drop off. But he's living his dream. I hope. I hope that's how, that he feels, and I hope more than anything, now he starts to feel that chip even more.
0: Yeah, he told me he would. He told me yeah. he would. I hope he, he I like hope he, he feels that so. even
1: more now. And he's like, all right, I got 31 other people, 31 other teams. You know, whatever whatever he's got to shape it, right? Yeah. Um, but man, oh man, what a powerful tool, you know, what a powerful fuel um for him. So I I did um I also read a couple um things about um a couple articles on Broughton. And and possibly, you know, some teams were interested in him. Is there? Any, did you hear anything about that? or Nothing yet, but I yeah. hope so. I hope that he can get a rookie uh, minicamp uh, invite at,
0: at the least. I yeah. mean, he's a he's an Atlanta kid, right? Maybe the Falcons, maybe, Justin, maybe the Falcons would bring him in. I know that sometimes the rookie camp invites don't usually, they may not happen right after the draft because some of them happen the weekend after or maybe a, the weekend after that. So who knows? I mean, there's still going to be hope for him.
2: Yeah, all
0: you know, team dependent.
2: As if anything, uh, what's the old army Metc dependent? So right, you know, <laughs> uh, you know. So to, to that to that end, um, in all honesty though, Sal, I, I'd say most teams have got their rookie minicamp set up. It's just gonna be a matter of what's going to be trickled down okay. to you know us, the lay people, on um, you know who's all who's all going to be in attendance for that you know three day minicamp.
0: Man, teams are missing out. I'm telling you, just to get him in the camp and just see it, give him a shot, give Mar- Marquell Broughton a shot. And it's more than just on the field. we talked about this on the podcast at length. He brings a lot, he brings a lot of intangibles to the field. Um, and I think that he would be great in an NFL, I guess, and even in an NFL rookie mini camp, he would make a difference as a, as a leader in that. Um, Want to say something else real quick. Um, this Andre Carter thing, one more, one more thing. Guys, he was trending number five on Twitter yesterday. An Army football player was trending number five after the NFL draft on Twitter. A lot of people were talking about it. A lot of people were wondering why he hadn't gone yet. A lot of fans wanted Andre Carter to be signed by their team as a free agent. You know, so uh, his name was out there. Um, you know, he was, um, man, he was on, uh, I think to the to Today Show did a feature on him. Outside the Lines did a feature on him. Um, uh, Good Morning Football. Hi, highlighted him on the NFL network. So he would, his story was definitely out there. And remember, he's a humble guy. And Steve, you say about more fire being lit under Carter. He's a very humble person to hear him tell me that in a four minute interview on Friday saying, I've always had to prove, prove people wrong. I'm going to prove if I have to go in there and do it again, fine. He's a guy who had no offers out of high school zero. Had to go to prep school at uh, Ch- 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 Cheshire Academy. Um, chester academy uh and and go the prep school route and then army gave him a chance he was a tight end in high school army wanted him to play linebacker and he credited the coaches for kind of giving him this opportunity with the position change so always a hard worker always a guy that was in the film room so that's i mean, that's what they i guess justin that's kind of the nfl teams are looking for that type of guy i guess
2: and, and I, to me it just keeps uh sh- proving more you know divinity serendipity that He's ended up in a place like minnesota with coach flores you know coach flores will be someone that will really gravitate towards that and their staff will really be attracted to somebody like andre who has that mentality has that makeup and you know coaches love to coach you know it's pretty universal um you know certainly most of them that's for sure like working with individuals that want to get better and that want to really improve their craft and um you know Andre is going to have every opportunity to succeed. I'm really happy for him where he's, where he's going. Um, and, uh, you know, fun little fact too, I'll be interested to hear uh, any of his sound bites on facility comparisons between, uh, Kimzie and the Minnesota Vikings new training facility. Like uh, it's jaw dropping. Like it is absolutely, it's breathtaking up there. He won't, I know it'll be cold, um, <laughs> in the, uh, in the winters, but indoor that facility, he'll be, uh, he'll be loving life, uh, every day doing football 24 seven. So uh, he's, he's, if there's one thing I can assure he's going to a good place, he's going to a place where he fits and um, he's entering into a culture that, um, you know, he'll have every opportunity to, you know, showcase the type of player that he he can be. Yeah. Nice up.
0: Some other uh, draft news involving a former army football player. Steve, we talked about this. We texted back and forth today about Merkinson Pierre, right? Your former teammate. He's now a sports agent. And Merkinson Pierre had his first client drafted this year. Um, it was uh, Trey Hawkins of Old Dominion, a cornerback drafted in the sixth round by the Giants. So there, you know, we'll, we'll get, we'll get those army football connections in there. And uh, congratulations to Merkinson. We'll hope, hopefully have him on soon to talk about that. That, that. That's a great, that's a great job by him. And it just must've been a great feeling too.
1: Yeah, no, Mark, Mark and me were texting uh, uh, earlier this week. I saw a picture of him in a couple of, the guys in Kansas city, you know, linking up and, uh, you know, their families, you know, it's funny when you, uh, <laughs> when you look back at like pictures when we were younger, how we would go out and now we got like, you know, like I got four kids now, you know, like I'm bringing, I got the and clan baby. That's what I call it. The Ann clan. Um, so, uh, it was all, I just wanted to tell, you know, I just reached out and said, Hey man, it's awesome that, you know, those are some of my favorite link-ups with the Army football hood and the, and the families meeting each other and the kids interacting. Um, and he was busy tonight. I was trying to get him on tonight, but uh, he's free this week, so we'll talk to him about it. But it just I congratulate him. I saw the same thing, Sal. As soon as I saw you got a player drafted, I reached out to him and just was like, hey, man, like, love watching you from afar. Like, it's just, it, you know, all these guys, man, it's so cool. You know, I'm still doing the military thing, right? So I'm still on the path. So it's it's cool to see all my buddies who have created businesses or or running businesses or taking that leap because it scares – it still scares the crap out of me. Like, if it's not, like, physical fitness, football, (laughs) or, like, you know, impacting young kids, like, you know, mentoring young kids, like, all that other stuff is, like, what goes on out there? So it's inspiring, um, it's inspiring, yeah. Yeah, it absolutely could you see?
0: Could you have seen him as a sports agent when he's at West Point or no? Did you you see this coming or no?
1: I mean, you know, you could kind of see anybody. Uh, I knew Schaff, you know, I knew Schaff was going to follow that. I I knew that. I mean, me and him had lockers next to each other. I knew Schaff was going to be on the you know that part of the house for an NFL team, you know, before anything else like that was a fact um but yeah it's it's not it's never really surprising because guys you know it's a great you know it's a great thing to be a part of footballs most of us will attest you know that footballs who you know that made you know 70 80 percent of us the way we are um but yeah it's really cool seeing Maka get his first signee and and just just happy for the man I think it
0: shows too, like the life after West Point too. Like yeah, West Point, you talk about the career after you graduate in the army, and there's a lot of successful, like you said, Steve, there's a lot of guys that start their own businesses. And you look at guys who are CEOs of like, really major, major companies and own professional sports teams that are West Point graduates. And there's all different avenues after your military commitments over. And there's another one, add add a sports agent to the list, you know? So I mean, incredible uh yeah i know i i uh
1: i i joked with him actually i was like i was like you couldn't get andre signed man what's up with that <laughs> Yeah,
0: carter is not his client i'm guessing
1: right? no no it's he's not but i was you know like you know like i bought a house from an army football player you know what i mean so like you know anyway it was just a joke Yeah. I
0: mean, uh, just following the the draft yesterday, I have a, I I live in a giant's house. I'm a Cardinals fan Live in a giant's house with my daughter and my wife. And, you know, every pick comes up and little did I know Trey Hawkins had that army football connection until today, you know, so you just never know. Um, before we get off, maybe just some, some thoughts about the draft. Like I'm not saying recap round one through seven here, but Steve, you had a couple, uh, I think you had a couple guys from your hometown go in the NFL draft. So that must've been pretty cool. Um, Just maybe go around between you guys and just your overall thoughts on the draft or maybe something that caught your eye.
1: Yeah, no, I think the most important thing about draft day is that the Ravens signed Lamar Jackson finally. So that was uh, a big win for the Ravens nation. Um, And then we coupled it with Zay Flowers. um, So that was good. Um, But overall, yeah, um, one guy went to uh, Tuscarora High School. Uh, We beat them 70 to nothing uh, my year, so – uh, they've gotten a lot better since then, obviously. And then Brian Bracey kind of followed the same kind of path. He was an Urbana guy. I was an Urbana guy. Transferred to Damascus. Ended up playing for Damascus. Um, wow. you know, I went to West Point. went to Clemson. Kind of the same thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, no. When,
2: that get that, when that, 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 that kid, by the way, um, I remember showing up to Clemson. Uh, they were one of my schools. And he was a freshman. And I was, like, just – jaw dropped that I, I thought this is special this is this is a dude now uh, he's a yeah. he's a very good football player and I, I know the last two years have had the injury plague and probably a little bit of um, you know keeping it safe to make it to Sunday uh, but when that dude had you know nothing to lose everything to play for as a 18 19 year old wow he's yeah I know you special. know
1: when he made you know he's a Damascus high school you know, football captain his senior year. Um, and so we have like a, you know, the the many of groups that I try to follow and try to impact. Um, got to talk to him a little bit, just wish him luck in that season and and everything like that. So um, he was part of the teams, you know, he was part of the streak. You know, Damascus went 53-0, set the state record for most consecutive wins. He was a part of that um so i got to talk to you about that I, I remember the the local high school called me it was like oh they lost you know the streak is broken how do you feel about it i was, I was like dude like like i'm so old like <laughs> like oh, I, good, it man. sucks like it's upsetting <laughs> but like i'm you know it, it's been a while since <laughs> i've stepped foot in damascus high school but um great kid um uh, just feel you know just you know the whole story, and, and and his family and his sister. It's you know it's, it's um you know, the man's got a purpose to to continue to, to fulfill um and live in his, you know for his sister. So it's um it's great stuff. But yeah, great great draft. I mean, I I don't know what the Lions were doing taking you know I do now you know. But when they took a running back, and then we were like, what are they doing? And then they you know traded. De'Andre Swift to the Eagles, which is now the, the Eagle Bulldogs. Apparently. I don't know what, 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 who's, who's on that. Who's the GM that's just like a Georgia Bulldog fan. Cause they, man, I they've got to be, they've got to be the favorite going into this year after that draft. Cause it is savage. I mean, Oh yeah. Be- what,
2: what, what, what Howie and his staff did. Um, it's just remarkable that they, uh, they absolutely reloaded. Uh, and there 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 is there is still a presence there. that That's what's terrifying to me is like there are there's already a strong core in place. and it just got luxury items, basically, like, yeah, you know, I, I think uh, I
1: just saw I think I just saw that they had if you go by the OTC, right, wherever like projected, you know, there's a lot of analytics there. Obviously, we don't know how it's going to play out. but the Eagles ended up having the best draft by, like, 15%.
2: Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, they're, it was, they're, um, they've, they've been on the kind of front of, I shouldn't say front of the curb, but you know, they've, they've got a wonder kid in there. Um, Alex Hallaby, who is crunching a lot of the numbers um, and has just been a oh real value add there to, um, you know. Howie and the data points that he's collecting, he's really just built a beautiful model of, you know, having a traditional scouting staff, you know, which was previously with Joe Douglas and company, um, to do the traditional evaluation and kind of Alex and a lot of his um, analytical, um, you know, breakdown of numbers, you know, married then to Howie's bread and butter, which is the salary cap, to then figure out the projection of how this fits within the cap, Uh, he's, he really has uh, established something special there, and they'll uh, they'll be uh, they'll certainly be favorites uh, in the NFC East, uh, if not the NFC, that's for sure. Justin, was there any
0: well, yeah, uh, you looked at as the possible potential steal of the draft, or maybe a pick that you really liked uh, in mm. in draft? Golly,
2: steal uh, one that I liked. Hmm. Um, Gosh, this is like such a – because I, I I like the Bryce Young pick. You know, that's a it's a great fit. That, that's an organizational fit there with, you know, um, Frank Reich and how he approaches the game and the culture that, you know, he is bringing to Carolina. Uh, but that's such a um, weak thing to say because, like, gosh, he's number one overall pick. Like, obviously, they made the right pick because he's the top quarterback. Um, I, I Here's who I give a lot of compliments to is – uh, Nick Casario, like guy is getting all in Houston He's getting all kinds of um, shade heading into it. Oh, he's going to leave. He's not going to be there. He's not D'Amico's guy. And all this stuff is swirling around him. And, but does he just kind of say to heck with it? I am doubling, tripling down to do this right. And getting the number two quarterback and then saving D'Amico Ryan's butt to make sure he can walk back into Tuscaloosa and not be exiled, and pick Will Anderson at number three, I thought that was just marvelous, and I loved Nick uh, saying as well that, like, out with the the numbers and the value of pick. Like, we had to get our guys, we had to construct our roster, and how cool that must have been for D'Amico to know that the team builder, his partner in crime, and the general manager was there to. Give him the assets. Give him all the tools he needed to, you know, go out on Sundays and, and be successful. So, um,
1: well, I also, you know, it. Um, what a what a what a just the, the boldness of the move is just incredible. Um, you know, it just you know, I, I just think that what to 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 make that decision. Like that is a decisive decision where you're not, there's no like, all right, what do you guys think about moving up to three here? Like, what, what, you know what I mean? Like that's not happening. It's like, they came three. in with
2: a plan. Yeah. Give me
1: three. All right. And we're taking Will Harrison and we'll be good there.
0: And yeah. my Cardinals with the assist there to, to swap with them, right? My <laughs> really? Cardinals swapping yeah. out, you know, and taking, you know, Paris Johnson, then getting back up to six and taking Paris Johnson. Um, his father, I guess, played for the Cardinals, and Kyler Murray won them badly, so there you go. Um, the way I looked at the draft for me is personally, as a Cardinals fan, I, I see the list <laughs> in front of me now. I see two players that Army played against that got drafted by the Cardinals. I see Clayton Toon of Houston. We remember that 2018 Armed Forces Bowl. He was a freshman in that game. James Nolicole, I think, an Army sacked him about eight times. And now we see in the 2023 draft, he's a fourth round pick. I think he was a six year guy out of Houston, but, you know, he thinks that he can be one of the best quarterbacks in this draft. So uh, hopefully that comes true for the Cardinals and Clayton, too. And then also, Dante Stills. He was a defensive lineman from West Virginia, and Army played West Virginia in the Liberty Bowl. And I remember, uh, there was talk of possibly him coming out or being a, being a higher draft pick back then he went in the sixth round of the Cardinals. So I just try to everything. I always try to circle around the army football program sometimes, even with the the Cardinals and stuff. So uh, and and,
1: and since you brought it back to the army football. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of upset people, um, you know, with the Andre Carter not being drafted. And, you know, we kind of, you know, the Army football brotherhood is, is deep. And, you know, there's a lot of us that were upset about it. Um, And, you know, I think the biggest thing that, you know, just to kind of bring it full circle is Andre's going to be playing for the Vikings um, at least for a little bit. And um, there's nobody rooting for him more than, all the brotherhood and all the fans of Army football. Um, so really hoping that uh, you know, we get some some inside scoops. <laughs> and uh I like I said earlier, Andre Carter six, and 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 some change at 260 as an army football player, versus really living the professional football life at Andre Carter, whatever they want to make him. They want to make him you know, three hundred he's got the frame. If they make him two forty five off the edge, whatever. Um, they'll they'll you know, he'll be able to just focus on that and that'll be really good to see.
2: His his example needs to be what uh our buddy Ali went through. Obviously, he went through the army, so even had more obstacles, if you will, to have to come back to. But playing defensive tackle, back to our guy Howie Roseman and the Philadelphia Eagles, but playing defensive tackle and gets brought into pittsburgh under one of the you know greatest offensive line coaches ever uh and mike munchak and is there in pittsburgh for a year on the practice squad just to learn just to learn put weight on get physically prepared andre you're gonna have the same exact opportunity in minnesota yeah. and yeah. um you know let let it be said so there's an example out there that shows you uh what's possible i.e someone that made multiple Pro Bowls, right that um Gosh, I still marvel that he got his MBA from Tepper Business School while he was playing. That dude's a stud. Yeah, Regardless. I mean, I
1: mean, you know, God <laughs> took a little extra time, you know.
2: Well, sure did. He, <laughs> wanna, he, he's special. He's always
1: special. Said, you know, I've always said, God just took a little extra time with Ali. Game, yeah. Game,
2: yeah he, game, that guy is
1: uh, special. a freak, man. Special.
2: Him, so. and, and, and Andre's got, you know, a similar opportunity before him. 100% and, uh, you know super super excited for the kid and you know he'll be just an, another another one to put up on the wall uh in in kimsey there and um you know keep keep bringing the next andre carters in there, the next steve anderson's the next josh mcnares uh alexander villanueva you name it colin Mooney's, all bring all of them in there um gosh Brett, throw that. i'm gonna be forgetting guys so then you get self-conscious like there's gonna be a lot of, andre's gonna be on that wall to bring the next ones in so uh, well done proud of your kid and uh, you got a lot in front of you.
0: Well said. So he joins, um, Brett Tooth, John Radigan, Cole Christensen, Elijah Riley in the NFL. Um, that's, a, uh, yeah, I got everybody there. Um, so great, great conversation here tonight. Really appreciate it. Justin, you joining Steve and I, um, if you want to check out, um, like I said, our Blackout Nation website, please check that out. Story on Andre Carter. I'm going to put a story up on this podcast too, because I think it's a, an important topic An important, um conversation that we had tonight with, with about Andre Carter and also the NFL draft. Um check out our YouTube channel too. Um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um check out Justin, this is your second time here. So we had you we had you earlier during the pandemic time and and for the first time, appreciate having you for a second time and uh hopefully maybe we'll hear Andre Carter talk down the road too. Hopefully we can get him to the phone maybe sooner than later and talk to him about you know what's what's next for him. Uh guys, we really appreciate it. thanks for following us tonight and uh Uh, Stephen, Justin, thanks a lot, and have a good night.
2: Thanks. Cheers.